Do you love the Lord today? Amen. Has he been good to you? How many rhetorical questions can I ask? He's awesome. He's mighty. He's powerful. He's done so much for me. He's done a whole lot more for you, though. I'm just kidding. Don't tell your neighbor that. You tell your neighbor, I'm so glad that God saved you. Listen, no. When you tell your testimony, you say, I'm so gl glad that God saved me. He saved me. Amen. Amen. So if, uh, welcome to those that are uh, here today. If you're first time here today, we would love to uh, meet you. We've got some leaders that kind of meet over here in this side room. If you'd like to meet some of our leaders and our staff and just kind of talk about what are some of the next steps offered here at Covenant Church. Many things going on. Tuesday night is one thing you're definitely going to want to ask somebody before you leave this place tonight. Yes, Tuesday night, our help night. It stands for hope, elevate, learn, and prosper. And it was, when we first started on a Tuesday night, was just CR, just Celebrate Recovery, which is for your hurts, habits, and hang-ups. We had many people that attended that. It has grown and grown and grown. And this past Tuesday night, there was well over 100 people there. But it's not just Celebrate Recovery now. You need to ask someone and look at your handouts and look at the bulletins. And if it's your first time here in your guest gift bag, you'll see a, a card there of what's offered on Tuesday nights, parenting classes, Bible studies, uh, marriage classes, uh, celebrate recovery for even uh, young adults, young adults and teenagers, grief share, uh, GED classes. There's, uh, there's too many to list and too many to talk about. And so definitely find out what's going on Tuesday nights. It is a good night of the week to get back up here to get with your brothers and sisters. We need that strength. I need you and you need me. It's a fact. I do need you. I actually love you guys. You know, my wife and I joke a lot of times and and I'll say, you know what, I, I love you. And she'll say, I love you too. And I'll say, well, I, and I actually, I, I really mean it. I mean it. We joke, we kid. I love you guys. You are my church family. You are my family. And I love y'all. So if you're home today and you're watching online, we want to we wanna welcome you. We've got some that a lot, well, actually quite a few that text me and said, I cannot be there. I'm sick. There's this little thing called covid it's nothing. It's, it's hey, we're going to get past it. We're going to get past it. God will protect us from any disease or sickness. We thank him that he brought us all through that. We thought COVID was going to wipe us out. The devil thought he could put a stumbling block in front of us, make us all fall and fail and, and never come back. And we've gone from having church out in the parking lot to right back in here and say, devil, nice try. Nice try, devil. We're back. We're back. So there's, there's several that are going through that, and uh, it's making its rounds again. And uh, for you're watching online and you're having uh, what I call recliner church, uh, we're going to pretend like we're not jealous of you while you're watching in your lazy boy. No, I'm, those that are watching online, they want to be here. It's killing them not to be here. There's nothing like being in the presence of God live, in person, face-to-face. -face. When I'm at work and I'm away from my home, my wife can FaceTime me. And I can see her, but it's just not the same as that warm embrace and seeing her and maybe a peck on the cheek and just saying, I love you so much. You're actually here. I'm with you. I, I'm in your presence. So for those of you who watch online, not because you're sick, but you watch online all of the time, we welcome you to come be a part of us, be involved, be here in person. We would love to see your beautiful face. Uh, Asher and your family, there's, we've got a, a whole family that watches on the other side of the world. Every Sunday, we will say good evening to you because it's about 10, 11 o'clock at night there. And uh, I may be off on my times, but I just know this. They're going to watch church and then go to bed. Hello, Asher. So hello, Asher and family. Several of us will go to church and then have a nap. They're going to watch church, have church, and then go to bed. So... We are happy that they join us. All right, one thing I'd like to mention now is uh, something that's getting started and kicked off, and we're going to learn more about this. But there is a place that is on Highway 69 close to the airport. Many of you have known it and heard about it called the Harvest House. It is now called the Prodigal's Home, and that is being run by Matthew and Lindsay Whitmore, uh, Julio and Maria. They are running this now and taking over for this. 
And that, that home now, the prodigal's home now has the stamp of Covenant Church on it. And, you know, we prayed and asked God, Lord, we want to have a men's home. We want to start a school. We want to provide these things. We want to have a women's home. We want to have a place where women that are battered, abused, whatever the situation may be, they can find a place to come and be a part of something greater and better, a help, a hand up. So we're just waiting on that one just to kick off, you know, whatever the Lord has for us. Because if you would have told me we would have had uh, opportunity to have men's help in the form of a men's home, then I would have said, well, yes, I believe that's possible. But, you know, how's that going to happen? Well, God says, don't worry about it. It just happened. It just happened. So praise God for the provision. We have the vision, Lord. You just give the provision and we will roll on. Many of you know that's what I text you whenever you're asking about something to do or you have an idea. I'll just say text. I say, roll on with an exclamation point. Let's go. Let's go. Larry Allen, would you please stand? Everyone, this is Larry Allen. You may not know him, but I'm going to tell you what. Thank you, Larry. You can be seated. I just wanted everybody to see you. You don't know what it means to be, I don't know what it means. Now, I say you don't know. There may be some others. I know there's others in this sanctuary right now that you've been in a doctor's office and the doctor says, I've just got some news that's not the best news. His news was cancer. We're happy to say, after much prayer and fasting, and as the tears flow down his cheek right now, he is cancer-free. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. All glory to God. Everybody say all glory to God. Jerry Emerson, please stand. Healed of cancer. Healed of cancer in the name of Jesus. Anybody else? Anybody else that I'm missing? Maybe in the past. Healed of cancer. Healed of cancer. Healed of cancer. Over there. Healed of cancer. That's right. Steve Pate. When the doctor says his, his thing, we say our thing, and we start talking to somebody else, the great physician, and we say we appreciate your efforts, and we thank you for your time, and we're going to pay our copay reluctantly, and we're going to walk out, and yes, we're going to communicate with the doctor. But I have a stronger, deeper communication with the mighty God. That I'm, and I know all of you that went through that, you immediately started saying, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, I do not accept this. I refuse to accept this. And those of you that are going through the battle of cancer right now, you begin to say that, I refuse to accept this. I bind the spirit of sickness. I bind the spirit of infirmity in the name of Jesus. My body was created for you, God, and my body is for your service. My body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, and it is for God's service. And Lord, I am willing to do your work. Make my body well. Make my body whole. Heal me in the name of Jesus so that I may continue to use for your work and your glory and to share the testimony of how God raised me and healed me. Every one of you that stood today and all the hands that came up, there are those that are going through that battle today. There are some going through that battle today. And if it's not cancer, if it's something else, just know that that faith encouragement, that little shot in the arm of faith that you just got today, let that grow. It doesn't take a lot. It just takes faith. I don't know exactly how much a grain of mustard seed weighs, but the Bible says faith the size of a grain of mustard seed. I can't imagine that I could even feel it if you put it in my hand with my eyes closed. You got five seeds. Oh, there's seven. Oh, it's a little heavier. That amount, it's faith. It's faith. You may not see it. You may not feel it. You may not know it. But He is healing your body. Have the faith. Believe for the things that you don't see. Believe for the things that you don't hear from the doctor. It's powerful. It's powerful. God is an amazing, He's amazing. He's done so much for me. He's done so much for my family. And yes, I will get fired up 
when you begin to talk to me about God. And I, I counseled somebody on the phone the other day, and I fully intended, because I was busy, I, the man texted me and said, I need you to talk to a friend of mine. I'm going to Houston. He's in a bad way. Divorce, alcohol, drinking to, till he's blacking out, and it's like the, his life's falling apart. And I thought, I've got about 15 minutes. Call me at 9 o'clock. And about 55 minutes later, I'm telling the man on the phone that I've never met. I think he's watching online today. Jared, good to have you today online. But I'll tell you this. I was like, Jared, I'm sorry that I'm talking so much. I just can't help but tell you about how great God is, how great he was for me, what he did for me. And I finally just had to say, Jared, I'll shut up because I, I could go on all day. He's, he's that good, and he, there's so much future for you, and I'm trying to tell him about all the things that God's got for him and what's going to happen and have the faith, and, and I'm just, brother, you just don't know. Can we just say to, to Jared watching online today, everybody on the count of three, just say, you can do it. On the count of three, one, two, three. He can't be here today, but I tell you what, Jared, we want you to feel the strength of God in the name of Jesus. I pray, God, that you would go into that room, into that apartment right now, and give, with, give him the strength that he needs. Lord, send your ministering spirit and angels to him right now. Lift him up. Support him in Jesus' name. As he goes through this storm, God, let him know that there is peace on the other side. In Jesus' name, amen. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, bless my words as I speak what you have given to me. I pray, God, that you would move in a mighty way. Let your spirit move in this place. Let your anointing fall in this place. We don't want just words, God. We need a move of your spirit. We need a move of God. Lord, help us to clean house. Help us to, to remove sin out of our lives. To turn away from wickedness. To turn away from the lust of the eye and the flesh and the pride of life. And to give you everything in Jesus' name. Everybody just join with me and say, in Jesus' name. I want that for my, my life. Amen. In Jesus' name. Turn with me in your Bibles, if you will, quickly to Mark chapter 4. So good to be in church today. Anytime you miss church, it just, it just doesn't feel the same. It just does not feel the same. We actually... When we're on vacation, taking a trip and we're getting ready to plan a vacation, we, we're trying to schedule that trip to where we don't miss. I just hate to miss. I want to be here every time the doors are open because you never know the testimony that's coming. You never know the healing. You never know the move of God that's going to happen. And I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss it. I want to be here for everything. Father, we bless your name today. Mark chapter 4. Let's turn to verse 35, I'm going to read 35 through 39. This is the story of when Jesus calms the storm. This is a story about a very nice, good, nice evening riverboat trip. No, no, this, this was a storm. This was something that had to be so, so terrifying. Let's get in the Word of God. Let's read about it. Many of you have already read your Bible from cover to cover, so you've heard the story. You're like, okay, what are we going to pull out of this today? I will tell you, as I read this, Again, how many of you read your Bible from cover to cover? Good. I don't, I don't want to guilt anybody. Thank you for doing it. It's good. It's actually uh, your in instruction booklet. So try not to run your life without reading the owner's manual. It, it's amazing how productive you can be on putting something together when you read the instructions. I mean, it'll go together really quick. And they'll have the steps lined out. 45 steps. Great. We like to take 45 steps and turn it into 145 steps. A couple of teardowns, a couple of hacksaws and cutting and going to true value and grabbing some extra nuts and bolts because we've already messed up. The kids are saying, can we jump on it yet? Well, you can, but you're probably going to lose a limb. Y'all wear your safety glasses because I don't even know if I got them springs in the right spot. Swinging on the swing set, somebody flies off over the back fence. Sorry, I didn't read it. All right, let's move past that. Mark 4, verse 35. Jesus calms the storm. That day when the evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Touch somebody and say the other side. 
leaving the crowd behind, they took him along. I want to focus on that right there too. They took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also others, other boats with him. A furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern sleeping, of course. Massive storm, waves breaking over the boat, no lights, no electricity. They didn't have batteries. They didn't have their mag light or their cell phone light. It's dark. Perfect time to take a nap, right? Well, when you're the one who created the seas and created the wind and you can speak to it, peace be still, it's fine. You're good. I can take a nap. For those of you that are going through the storm today, you got Jesus in the boat. He's in the boat. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still, or as many other things, uh, translations have said, Peace, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. And I can imagine, I just want to imagine for a minute how Jesus may have operated in that moment. You're asleep. Do you not even care? We're all going to drown. We're about to die. We're going to die. He's in the stern, so he kind of gets up there and stands up. Peace be still. Anything else? Look, right then, you would have, if I would have been there in the Word of God, you'd have been like, and then, and then Peter said, and then, and then and Jeremy, the disciple, said, can I have, can I have, can I have? I just watched an amazing miracle. Hey, while you're at it, why don't you heal my wife, heal my kids, heal myself, deliver me, deliver me, deliver me from this? There'd have been a lot extra right there. Because I'm sure it was like, okay, we good? Can, can I go back to sleep now? Can I, get, can I finish my nap? It's amazing how you can read the Word of God, read an amazing miracle like that, and just keep on reading like you just didn't. You know, sometimes as you read your Word, go there in your mind. See it in your mind's eye. And imagine being in a boat with a storm, with no lights. I guess they, could have, they probably had some lanterns. How much light does that offer? Oh, I feel so much safer when you light up a lantern. <laughs> if I'm hearing jungle noises and lions and tigers and all that stuff, light a lantern. Oh, I feel, oh, I'm so safe now. Whoa, I feel really safe. Hey, we're rocking and rolling on this boat. Let's light a lantern. No, and you, put, you go there in your mind's eye and you see how terrifying it could have been. Many of you are facing a situation right now. It's not a situation where you're in the boat on a sea, but that sense of terror, that sense of helplessness. Don't you know it was a sense of helplessness? When the doctor goes to you and says, I can't help you. When somebody comes to you and says, I've done all I can do to counsel your family and your marriage, I can't help you. That's okay. Hope is not lost. You have got Jesus in the boat. Your help is right there. He's with you. And he's saying, just call on me. Call on me. Say, Lord, get up in this boat. Lord, get up. Calm the sea. I need the sea to calm. I need the storm to calm. The storms of life, it's churning. The winds have changed. It's here. And I need this to stop. You've got to call on the name of Jesus. Amen? It was a night of terror. It was an absolute night of sheer terror, I'm sure. But I want to speak to you for a few minutes on, the, on this title of Hold Your Ground. Hold Your Ground. Just because, and my wife kind of spoke to this a little bit today as she was finishing up with the praise and worship. Praise and worship team did a great job today as always. It's a blessing. It is such a blessing to be able to have this praise and worship and this sound and this just, it's just, it envelops me. That's the live experience. That's the part that's tough to get when you're online. And I know that those of you that are watching online, you missed it. You can put earbuds in. You can put headphones on. It's just not the same. I like to feel that music. I like it. So 
just because you are walking hand in hand with Jesus does not mean that you are not going to face the storms of life. It does not mean that. And she spoke to that a little bit. She doesn't know, she didn't know what I was going to preach. This is actually a time when I did not text her my notes and say, hey, and y'all are wondering, text, text her your notes. For those of you who don't know, uh, I have a job where I have to be gone for 24 hours at a time and then I'm off for 48 hours and that whole thing and that career one day will be over. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you're going to put that to an end. And so that's where I was last night. And a lot of times I'll take pictures and I'll, and I'll flip it over and take pictures and send it to her. I did not do that. I did not do that this past uh, Saturday night and Saturday during the day. And here we are speaking along the same things. And I know that God is going to move in someone's life. He's saying something to, through this message to somebody here today. I know He's already spoken to me. And I know that He's going to speak to someone else through this Word, this beautiful Word of God. So... Yes, we're walking hand in hand with Jesus. I'm a Christian. I live for God. I go to church. I do all of the things I'm supposed to do hand in hand. I shouldn't have to go through the storms of life. And when the storms of life do come on me, they should be, I'm expecting Jesus to just make it to where it's not so bad. If they're going to Him in the middle of the night, in the storm, and they're screaming out, Do you not care that we're about to drown? They're screaming out, We're about to die. Hey, bro, brother, brother Jesus, I'm about to die. This is the kind of terror, this is the kind of situation they were faced with. And calmly, He steps up and says, Quiet. Peace be still to the waters, and it happens. This is the kind of peace that can move into your situation. But don't you know that there's times in life where God allows this thing to happen? He's not in the boat not feeling the rocking. He's not feeling the up in the air and rocking the timbers of the boat. He knows that's happening. And don't you know, I, I would uh, think it'd be safe to assume that if you're trying to take a nap and you're trying to have a little rest in a boat, he could have very easily said, storm just be gone, please. I'm so tired. Peace be still right now. I don't even have to, they're going to wonder why in the world this storm just went to nothing. I'm, just let them wonder. I don't even care. Just peace be still, because I need some rest. But he didn't speak to that storm until they asked him to speak to that storm. You're going through a storm, and you're, and you're, and you're like, what do I do? What do I do? Let me, let's, let me go here, put in the, the screen code. And, uh, yeah, go to Google. Yeah. So I should, I need to do this. I need to start taking this vitamin. Honey, you know that pain I've been having? And then there's that, and there, oh, there's a great chiropractor. And then uh, this says right here that we should, we, we need to do this for our kids. We need to do this. And uh, this is not your Bible. This is not the Word of God. Yes, the Word of God can come through a phone and you can, you can read through Bible Gateway. You can get an app and you can read. And it's... Almost now I'm to the point where I don't even trust a, a Bible Gateway app or something. Look, look, I know this is paper. It's printed. I can go buy one that's 100 years old. We've got a book on our shelf at our house that is 150 years old or something like that. It's not, it's not the Bible, but it's an old, old book. I'm telling you, go back as far as you can. I want to... I like the smell sometimes of an old book that hadn't been cracked open. It's like those pages have not been seen by the human eye in like a hundred years. And you, you know, oh, so that's what the library smelled like. No wonder no one has checked this book out for 50 years. I'm not saying you can't trust a Bible Gateway app. But I 100% trust the Word of God. And I'm going to tell you, there's something about going and taking the time to sit down in your living room 
in the car on a break, 15 minute break from work and, and, and hearing this. The kids downstairs would laugh at us right now. Old school. It's okay to get old school every once in a while and look at this word, read this word, and say, Lord, speak to me. I've read that story. Speak to me. Lord, what are you saying? What are you saying in the verbiage? What are you saying in the words? Let me read it in this version. Let me read it in that version. Let me study on this. Let me go back. Let me read the story. Let me get the pre-story. Let me get the after-story. Let me do some studying. I don't want to be guilty of reading God's Word because the preacher said and my daddy said and my grandpappy said, you need to read your Bible, son. You need to read your Bible. Oh, I forgot. Man, i got to get to work. Woo, got to read my Bible. Oh, let's just go. Uh, I'm Literally, this is what I'm... Oh, Psalms, oh, Psalms 139. Oh, Lord, you have searched me and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. That's a good one. Got that one. Oh, just go ahead and get my pen out and... Uh, Check, read my word. Oh, I, f- I forgot, I got to pray. I need to pray. Lord, help me to have a good day today. Lord, help me make lots of money. That raise that I've been asking for, Lord, I need you to give me that raise. And Lord, I just pray that you help me to have a good weekend. You know, we got a big party coming up. And uh, that's good. All right. I'm a Christian. See right there on my piece of paper right there? I, I'm, I'm, I'm living for the Lord. I'm, I'm not, that's no relationship. That is not a relationship with God. We have got to know Him. You've got to know God. Many of us are here today and you're facing a real life storm. It makes me, when I was writing these sermon notes, it made me uh, think about the old song that we used to sing. Here we go old school again, but it made me think about the old song. And it went something like this. I know the master of the wind. I know the maker of the waves. He can calm the storm and make the sun to shine again. I know the master of the wind. If you've never heard that song and you're going through a battle in life and a storm in life, it would probably be good for you. This next Monday morning when you wake up, don't go to 104.1 The Ranch. Don't go to 96.1 Classic Rock and think, you know what? Maybe I'll just hear something that is going to motivate me and fire me up. Oh, ACDC just pops on. That's a, that's a you know, we got to be careful that we get away from the old school. Yeah. We got to be careful what we put in our gates. I don't want to wake up Monday morning. I'm a Christian. I read my word. Oh, and I, and I prayed a little bit. And now I'm in my car, and I'm going through that lovely, lovely South Tyler traffic. And I'm excited because back in black comes on. And, and I'm driving. I'm shifting. And it's a little faster, and, and I'm back. I'm back in black. What? What? Come on. Come on, are, are, are we wanting to have a relationship with God? Or are we wanting to just have a little piece of God, but a whole lot of, of, of myself and my life and my desires? I want to be back, but I want to be back in touch with God. I want to be back in good standing in my spirit. I want my soul to go back to the days when I was living for God and getting on my knees and I was doing it for real. It wasn't just... So we got to be careful, church. These storms are coming. So on a Monday morning, you're going through a storm. Maybe go look up that song. And if you can't remember, go to Facebook and watch this again tomorrow. What was that song? I know the master of the wind. And you know how YouTube does. You know how the internet does. It's going to recommend another one. You probably need to listen to the next one. And you probably need to listen to the next one. But if you start off with Back in Black, ACDC, just going to recommend another one and recommend another one. And before you know it, you're like, man, I hate this world. I hate this world. I, I hate, I don't even know why I'm living for God. I give up. I, I just, I'm so frustrated with life. I'm so frustrated I can't live for God. You're back in the sin. You're back in the things of this world. You went right back into them. Let's do something else. 
The storms will rock your boat. Oh, but I serve a God when he speak, speaks, things happen. Go with me now to Mark chapter 5, verses 1 through 10. If you would have told me when I was writing these notes and I've got all this stuff highlighted, it's written down, that I would be talking about ACDC and Back in Black, I have no idea. It's not in these notes. I would say that's probably not going to fit into this sermon. But if, if you needed to hear that today, just know that that's not in these notes. That was just for you. That's specifically just for you. From God. Mark 5, verses 1 through 10. I'll read quickly. They went across the lake to the region of the... This, my Bible says in the NIV, it says the Gerasenes. It also, in the King James Version, it says Gadarenes. It's several small provinces that we're talking about. They're all in the same area. When Jesus got out of the boat, a man with an evil spirit came from the tombs to meet him. You know, let's just think about this. I love to go there in my mind's eye. We just got off of a crazy, massive storm, a huge squall. Waves are coming over the boat. Oh, we just... we. We, we just survived that, and we're here. We made it. We step, And here comes a crazy wild man with an evil spirit just come running up. It's, it's almost just like, you know what, Lord, I, I just can't take any more. I just got dealt this on a Monday and Tuesday. My mom, Tuesday, my dad, Tuesday, my fellow friend, Tuesday, an associate at work. I mean, it's just boom, boom, boom. You're in a storm. Tell somebody right now, hold your ground. A man with an evil spirit came, came from the tombs to meet him. Just wanted to meet you. Yeah, right. This man lived in the tombs and no one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain, for he had often been chained hand and foot, but he tore the chains. Wow, superhuman strength. Wonder what that could be. He tore the chains apart and broke the irons on his feet. Not what a normal human being could do. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and in the hills he would cry out and cut himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and fell on his knees in front of him. We're going to get back to that. Interesting. Interesting there. He shouted at the top of his voice, What do you want with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? Another interesting point to this story. Swear to God that you won't torture me. Hmm. For Jesus had said to him, Come out of this man, you evil spirit. Then Jesus asked him, What is your name? My name is Legion. He replied, For we... So he's, he's a Rust State Hospital former. <laughs> multiple personality disorder. Maybe, maybe you're possessed. What's going on? You know the Bible says, let's just time out. The Bible says, these signs shall follow them. When there's a storm brewing, wind, lightning, rain. There's these, we see the signs. The wind blows. We see the leaves move. We see the trees swaying. We're not seeing the wind. We're seeing the signs of the wind. The Bible says, these signs shall follow them that believe. They will cast out demons. In my name. Tonight, there is a deliverance team meeting, training. This church is a church that we won't ask you to come up here and, and, and well, let me rephrase this. We're not going to have someone who comes up here and says, I need Jesus in a bad way. I have got addictions. I have got things. I, I have been addicted to meth. And I have been trying to lay it down for years now. And I can't lay it down. I have been addicted to this. I have been addicted to this. I have been bombarded by the devil and, his, and, his, and all of his devils and demons. And I, I feel like I'm under attack from the devil. This is not the church. If you want this prayer, don't come to Covenant Church. If you want to come up to a front or come up to us on a Tuesday or have us meet you on a midweek day and just get together with you and just hold your hands real sweet and soft and gentle. Maybe, if you know, just pet it a little bit and say, you know, God, we just ask, Lord, that you just comfort our brother, Lord. Just, Lord Jesus, just help him to do the best that he can. And we ask, God, that you would just somehow, some way, Lord, just... Make a way where there is no way. And uh, we ask God that you would just, just somehow, God, just miraculous, just maybe by some grace miracle, just save him. 
and deliver him. We know he's hurting. We really feel his pain. You don't look like you feel my pain, brother. You don't really look like you, you, you don't talk like you're relating to me. You don't really kind of give off the impression that you feel my hurt. You feel my pain. You feel what I'm going through. I don't really believe that you do care about me. I believe that you're just saying a prayer so that you can move me on and you can get to the next one or just whatever. That's not the church, this covenant church. We read our word. We got in our word. We see that God is moving and wants to have a move of His Spirit. We need something that's different. I want a real prayer with real power. Because we have real situations and real battles. And you know what? Just to use the word real a few more times. Some, we're just real tired. Just real sick and tired of dealing with the same addiction. Dealing with the same problem. Dealing with the same sickness. I don't want another medication. Dr. David Clay McIntyre in the house. Just wave your hand over there. It's Dr. David Clay McIntyre. I love my brother to death. He was, praying, he was playing these keys today. Did y'all see how he was just crying? You know, he knows that the Spirit of God is real. You go to see him, you're more likely to get your hand a hand on your forehead with some oil slapped on it and saying in the name of Jesus and you're going to get another medication. I don't want to go to the doctor and get another med. I don't need another med, another med. In my business, we say, hey, you got a list of meds? And a lot of times it's a piece of paper this long right here. It's like this right here. Oh, flip it over. I got my other ones on the back. List of meds, list of meds. What's going on? You got to, what's your history? I, I don't even want to ask that question so many times. Hey, what's your medical history? And I'm like, oh, good grief. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> it needs to be in our medical bag. We need a little anointing oil in our medical bags for those calls where we just be like, Hey, I, my buddy's name's on my truck. Engine 7. Praise God for Engine 7. Chris, Jason, hey, can y'all, can y'all kind of get, get their attention? You need Jesus. You need Jesus. I'm going to tell you what, you don't even know you need Jesus. <laughs> and stop calling us at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. Pick you up. Pray that the Lord will raise you up. Before you call 911, call Jesus. He's the greatest 911 ever. Hold your ground. Hold your ground. I want to get to this in a minute, but that, that's an expanse of land in that picture. We're going to get to this. It's important that we get this point today. So we read this scripture. Did I even get through it all? Yes, I think. Yes, I did not get through it all. Yes, no. He shouted at the top of his voice, What do you want with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? Swear to me that you won't torture me. For Jesus had said to him, Come out of this man, you evil spirit. Then Jesus asked him, What is your name? My name is Legion. He replied, For we are many. And he, this is the part I didn't read. And he begged Jesus again and again. Over and over. He's begging Jesus not to send them out of the area. This is an important point here. This is what hit me on this, on this right here this time as I read it again and read it again. Don't kick us out of the area. We need to stay in this area. A man with an evil spirit. I mean, they're right out of the boat. They're right out of the storm. And we're talking about, let's just describe what we're dealing with here. A stinky, sweaty, extremely strong through the spirit of the devil. Through the spirit of possession. Extremely strong, extremely intimidating, loud, obnoxious, hairy, sweaty. Probably hadn't had a shower. Living in a cave. I don't think they have running water in caves. And I mean, he comes out of a cave. We're talking about caveman crazy, just nasty. Oh, and just. But don't you know that the devil in his nastiness and stinkiness and the way he operates, he still wants to make it to where it looks like it's okay because even in that state and even in the way he was operating and looking and smelling and appearing and in all of his appearance, 
He comes up there. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. He has the appearance of worship. I want you to be careful that there, he had the appearance of worship. His false obsession with Jesus, his false obsession with God was hiding a, and disguising a very real possession. So be careful. Be careful. He runs and falls at Jesus' feet. It looks right, but there's something wrong with his worship. Be careful. Guard your heart. Be careful that you don't show up to church. Be careful that you're not going through the storm and you have a false worship. You have a, a type of worship that it's just platonic. It's not a real knowing of God. It's not a real submission to God. Oh, oh, uh, just, uh, just... Look at me, just poor, humble little me. And it's, and Jesus knew. You know that Jesus knows your heart. When you come to an altar, when you show up in a church service, when you go to church for the, for the final, after the 10th, 11th time of your wife inviting you, and you're like, oh my God. I just want to wake up on a Sunday morning when I want to wake up, eat my eggs, not mow the yard, Watch the cowboys. Take a nap. I just want some me time. I just want to be able to just have a Sunday. Is that too much to ask? Because I work all week long. I provide. And maybe it's just flip-flop. Maybe the wife is saying the same thing to the husband. And you come and you're like, oh, enough. I'll go to church. Just get off my back already, please. Don't you know that God knows our heart? There's somebody today that walked in here not even really seeking for anything. The Bible says he stands at the door and knocks. And you can come to church. You never open up that door. You can sing the songs. You ain't opening that door. You raise your hands. I mean, you can go through the motions. You ain't opening that door. Why do I know this? Because I did it. I'm a preacher's son. Yeah. Years. Years of... I need my family to think that I'm opening that door. Well, I can fake it till I, I should have been honest with myself. I ain't going to make it. It seems like I go there a lot because it's, it's real. As a, as a person who you're here today, you're watching online, you'll, somebody may watch this two years from now. If you're watching this two years from now and you're sitting in your car and you're listening to this sermon, I want you to ask yourself and be real to yourself and say, am I really living for God in a real manner? And if you're not, it's okay for a split second because that next split second, you need to say, God, I need you. I need this Holy Ghost that they speak of. I need this Holy Spirit to dwell inside of me because I've been trying and trying and trying and I've been rocking on this boat back and forth in the waves, scared to death, getting the things that I want to get, receiving the things I don't want to get, rocking and he's just like, I know you think I'm sleeping up here in the stern of this boat. I'm not really asleep. I'm just waiting for you to just say, God, I need you. God, I need some help. I need you, God. I need some help. We love Tuesdays. It's great. But you can't come to Tuesdays and not pray and get what you need to get. You can't come to Tuesday night help not and read your word and seek after God. Praying, fasting, reading that word. And get what you need. You've got to do the work. 
There was something going on in the spirit realm. Jesus knew it. He knows our heart. We come to church, we don't have the right intention. He knows our heart. And that man looks like he has the, he, he's kind of given the appearance of worship. He's falling down at Jesus' feet. But he says, what's your, well, come on, time out. Time, what, what's your name? Legion. And don't you know, it probably wasn't this right here. Oh, poor pitiful me. What's your name? Legion. No, it was probably this. Let's get real. It was probably Legion. Woo, that gives me chills now. I'm telling you what. Hold up. These signs shall follow them that believe. They shall, uh-uh, no, I will go to first whatever. I will go to second whatever. We're going to go to a church where we can, woo, I just need to Jesus. One fast, two slow, take communion. I'm out of here. I don't know if I want to get into all that. That gives me chills. But here's the problem. That one that acts like that, that one that maybe they don't do that, but they've got some real, real life issues. There's some real addictions. There's some real things that has a grip on them, has them, and the devil's just saying, come on with me, bring all your friends. We're going to hell. We're going to hell. Everybody jump in my handbasket. You know what? Going to hell in a handbasket. Where did that come from? Just everybody get in the handbasket. Let's all join together. We're going to hell. That is a real thing. There are people just zipping them down this highway right now. They're just voo, 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 living life, living life, living life, not living for God, going to hell. We have got to, we can't be scared of reaching out. We can't be scared of taking, look, I got it right here. I got cards. I keep them with me. We can't be, well, here we go. We'll get it right. We can't be scared of taking this and saying, I can't give you. A four-hour Bible study. But what I can tell you is if you'll scan that QR code, you can find a group of people that get together on Sunday mornings, Sunday nights, Tuesdays, Wednesdays. They hear all the time. Basically, they live at the church. It's a big cult. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know why y'all clapping so much for that. I mean, if y'all want to go there, I'm out. <laughs> I'm not drinking. If you bring me a cup of Kool-Aid, I'm going to have some sweet tea. All right, so we can't be scared of saying, I can't give you a four-hour Bible study. I don't know if Jesus is coming back today or tomorrow. But I tell you what, I'm going to live for him right now like he's coming tomorrow. I'm going to live for him like he's coming in the next five minutes. And I just want you to know, as you scan this QR code and as you just see what Covenant Church is and they got a sign up there, and what, oh, yeehaw, whatever. Just know this. I was a professional sinner. <clears throat> you think I'm a professional uh, doctor. You think I'm a professional teacher. Oh, I'm a coach revered by the community. Oh, I work in a nice bank. Uh, I got a suit and tie. I wear nice pointed shoes and they're shiny and real. I wear real leather everywhere. I don't wear the pleather stuff. And, um, but I will tell you this. Uh, I was tore up. Can y'all finish that rest for me? From the floor up. And uh, you know what, God, it was just something about the people and, and the Spirit of God there that it was real. And I saw real people with real problems getting real solutions. And I questioned it. But then I thought, you know what, I'm tired. I'm real tired. And I, you know what, I would real, real, really like to get some real help and some real solutions and so I opened up and I said, God, if you've got it, I'm here. Lord, I need you, Jesus. I need you to calm the storm. I need you to say, peace be still. And uh, take that and just, hey, God changed my life. You know what I write on mine? Y'all, Some of y'all may have found mine because I, I do what my son does and I stick it in a gas pump card reader. When they go to put their credit card in, they're like, what in the world is this? They pull it out. They have to. I write on mine. This is what I write. He, God changed my life. And I write that exclamation point, and I'll just hand it to somebody or leave it. Because that's the truth. That's the truth. So he even called Jesus the Son of the Most High God. How could he know this? Even the disciples were just beginning to figure out who Jesus was. They knew him as priest, as, as rabbi. And, and so we realized that this, the devil knows where you're at. The devil knows who you're, who you're praying to, who you're, who you're praying to, and are you really giving your heart to Him? Are you following Him like the disciples were? Are you just around Jesus? Are you with Jesus? Uh -huh. All right. A false obsession. 
was hiding his real possession. Jesus asked, what is your name? My name is Legion, for I have many. The demons begin at that point to try to negotiate. Why are they doing this? What are they doing this for? So many of us, there's so many others around that they could have just come out of him and just gone into somebody else and gone into somebody else. Why? Why? Why were they negotiating with Jesus? Please don't send us away from this area because you have influence. Because I have influence. I have territory. The devil's after your territory. The devil's after your ground. The devil's after your family. The devil's after your co-workers, your friends. Everybody in here, you're going to go work with somebody else that I've never met in my life. You're going to go be a part of something with somebody else and I don't ever know them. I've never met them. You have influence and there's territory and ground and the devil knows this and he's after your territory. Look back at Mark 4 and 35. Jesus looking to expand territory. He says, let's go over to the other side because I want to expand your territory. The devil's wanting to steal territory and God at the same time is wanting to expand your territory. Everybody say, hold your ground. Hold your ground. It wasn't even about the man. So those of you that get hung up in your personal pain and everything, that the pain of the moment, the pain of the day, the week, forget about the pain for a minute. Forget about that pain. And know that the devil's coming after your territory. He's coming after your ground. You see, the storm always comes before the breakthrough, before the new territory, before the transformation. There's a reason why some of you in here today, or those of you watching online, there's a reason why some of you have been, the devil's been attacking you since you were a child. And you say, I'm just unlucky. I was just born into the wrong family. I just didn't have the right daddy. I didn't have the right mama. I, didn't, I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth. I wasn't dealt the right hand. The devil's been after you since you were four, five, six, seven years old. Because he knew that you would be having an area that he wanted. He knew that you would have territory that he wanted. And don't you think for one moment that the devil won't begin to move early, early, early. They went through that storm, they get across the lake, and there's the devil waiting on him. Waiting on him. You need to have faith that God can carry you through the storm. Some of us, we need to recognize this, that the devil has more faith than we do. I'm going to tell you why. Let me just explain that for a second. He's fighting you since a child. He's fighting you since you were a teenager, young man. He's fighting you because he actually has faith that if he doesn't fight you, if he doesn't pour on the storms of life and pour on the temptation and the lust of the eye and the lust of the flesh and the pride of life, if I don't do this, I do have faith as the devil that they're going to live for God. That that territory that they got is going to expand. And they're going to do great things. I need to kill them now. I need to get in their ear now. I need to break them down right now. Woo, I'm losing ground. I'm losing ground. They're trying to hold ground. I need to take some new territory. I need, I need to take some ground. Every time you try to break away, all hell breaks loose. I want to, I want to play a video right now. You guys can keep playing if you like. But I want to play. This is just a little loop video. I want you to realize and understand. This is what it looks like when all hell breaks loose in your life. He's after your territory. He's after your influence. This is real footage. This isn't no video game. A lot of those noises you're hearing, turn that up just a little bit. A lot of those noises you're hearing are bullets coming past the man. Some of you today, this is how you feel right now. All hell's breaking loose. I'm just trying to survive. I'm, I don't even know where I'm shooting. I'm just shooting. I'm just shooting. I don't even know. All right, y'all can cut that off. Thank you so much for, for helping me there. I don't even know where I'm shooting. I don't even know what I'm going. I don't even know. 
All I know is I can't lose any ground. I've got to hold ground. I've got to hold ground. The devil's trying to take my territory. I want you today to begin to replace territory, territory with testimony. You need to replace that word territory right now with testimony. You need to be able to tell somebody, I have territory. I have a testimony. Let me tell you about my territory. Let me tell you the story about my territory. Let me t- you need some war stories. It's okay that you went through the battle. It's okay that you went through the struggle. I hate that I had to go through the, some of the stru- su- struggles that I went through. And I hate that I drug my family along with me. But I'm going to tell you what. That testimony, that territory, that war story has helped so many people. So right now there's somebody here today and you're saying, I can't enlist in that army. I can't be a part of that, of that group. I can't be in that army. Look, he'll take a bunch of ragtag misfits and he will arm you to the hilt. Here's the facts. Our military fighting force, a lot of our military fighting force are ones that may not have, they couldn't have went to Harvard. They might have struggled with school. They might have struggled with certain things. But what they could do is they could say, give me a gun. Because I got heart, and I love my country, and I love that American flag, and I will, I'm a fighter, I will fight. I'll get down in the pits, I'll get down into the, in the, into the dirt, and I'll train, and I'll work hard. I'm surrounded by a bunch of people here today, continually better. Continually better, that's the church motto here, continually better. A church full of comeback stories. How many of you will stand with me right now and say, I'll fight, come on, let's stand together, I'll fight. I will. Put a... Put a sword in my hand. Put a sword in my hand. I'll fight. I'll do what it takes. The man lived in the caves. He cut himself. Be careful that you're not cutting yourself with your words. I'll, I hate myself. I'll never amount to anything. I'll never do better. I can't be a part of this army of God. I can't, I can't be a part of the army of God. Nonsense. You call on Jesus. He's in your boat. He is in your boat. I want you to pray this today. The altars, I'm going to open up the front as an altar area. If you want to come up, you can pray. And we're going to have some time to, to give our heart back to God. For those of us that you may have, the old church, old school saying was backslid. You slid back. You stepped back. You need to be moving forward. And we're talking about moving forward. Continually better, moving forward. And all along, you're doing this. Maybe that's you today. Start stepping the other way. I want you to pray this prayer today. Pray that the Lord will help you to hold your ground. And I want you to pray that the Lord will expand your territory. And I want the Lord to expand your testimony. It doesn't need to be that well, you know, when I was seven years old, the Lord healed me of a bad, bad headache. It's really hurting me. Bad headache. I prayed to God and He healed my headache. You don't relate to anybody. You're in a battle. You're in a boat that's rocking. You're in a storm and there's a war story there. There is a story. There's a testimony. There's territory. There's ground. Don't lose the ground. Don't lose the territory. Don't lose the testimony. Go in there and fight. Go in there and fight. Guns blazing. Guns blazing. And you're saying, Satan, I rebuke you. I rebuke the devourer in the name of Jesus. I rebuke you, Satan, in the name of Jesus. I've got to have more of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, live in me. Flow in me in the name of Jesus. They're going to start singing this song right here. And I tell you what. God's wanting to do something more than what you've been coming and getting. Some of y'all, it's time to get more. There's more for, for you from God. Take this time. Step out. Come to an altar. Seek more of God. The altars are open. If, you're, if that's you here today, I want you to come forward. I want you to come forward. Come on. Come on. There's somebody here today. Here's what, happen, here's what happens at this moment in every service. Every service. Y'all hang on. 
This is what happens in every service. The Word of God is spoken. And everybody in here heard it. And this is what it did to everybody. Whether you want to admit it or not, it went. Mm. Here's what happens. It's, it, it's this one choice. Here's a choice. There's another option. Somebody needs to hear that message. Let me tell you, this message today, it's me. I need this message. You need this message. You need to be strong. I need to be strong. We need each other. So rather than inviting everybody to if you have a problem let's just admit this we're all christians we all face the devil every one of us the the enemy when we walk out of these doors something's going to happen to somebody today something's going to happen to somebody tomorrow i need to know that i've got everybody in unity and join with me well so why don't we just all step out of our pew and gather listen it's like a family group hug like a family group hug and come on up come on up oh i know i'm so, i'm making some people uncomfortable in here right now i need to see and you need to see somebody beside you do hey don't you know, don't you know that it gave, did you see, play that video again real quick. I know I've told y'all to sing and I stopped y'all. My wife tells me after church, she's like, you tell them to start, you tell them to stop. You tell them, they're sitting there like, do I go, do I go, do I go? I, we going? No, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. Play the video one more time and I want us to look at something real quick right here. Look at these troops on the bottom left. Look at them over here. What kind of comfort do you think it offered to them when they see that 50 caliber up there on that turret and that dude is just Y'all see the explosions in the background? I couldn't play the whole video. We had to cut it and we had to make a shorter clip because this dude on this 50 caliber on that turret was out there just dropping this and dropping that and he was going, woo, woo, because them A-10 Warhawks were coming in there and there was explosions, explosions and he was just blowing up the enemy and the guy on the turret, was, he was a little animated in his language. He's like, he was, get some! Get some! I'm going to tell you what, I'm ready to deal to the devil. I'm ready to deal to the devil. Y'all pray. Y'all play. I'm tired. Let's go. We will face the darkness around us as we break yeah. the chains that have bound us. Oh, yes, it's true. We can do the, the impossible. impossible.
Y'all can keep playing. You can keep playing. There's somebody here today, and I know that you need you need a little bit more than than an arm around your shoulder. You need a little bit more than a pat on the back. And if that's you here today, as others are being dismissed, I want you to make your way up here right to the front. And I would, I'm happy to pray. My wife, different ones in our team, we want to pray with you. We want to help you in your time of need. This is how I see myself. And I know I'm up right now, so it helps me to think about it even more. We're up here on this stage. And I'm thinking, this is how I see me. On the turret. 50 caliber. Just... And I'm, I'm like, I feel like I'm just bombarding and just beating back the devil and just, the devil's throwing his fiery darts. Throw your fiery darts. Throw them, devil. Just throw them. Because we fix to be dropping bombs. We're going to be dropping bombs in the Holy Spirit. Bombs in your prayer. Bombs in your faithfulness to the Word of God. Dropping bombs and firing back bullets back at the enemy with your faithfulness, with your tithing, with your, your, with your fasting. I mean, everything. We baptize somebody here every Sunday. Hey, it's funny because what? here's what happens. I'm, I'm speaking, speaking, and everybody's eyes are like, I'm like, I'm not even, I have lost the crowd. And I'll turn around and yes, we're baptizing somebody else. So I want you to just, let's give a testimony real quick about the man who's baptizing right now. Can we just say thank you, Jesus, to save Julio Torres. Julio has been there and done that. He was a professional sinner. A professional sinner. And now he's in this water calling on the name of Jesus. Hey. Julio, Julio, one time, just yell from back there, all glory to God, because he believes it. All right. Go ahead, Julio. Upon your confession of faith and the obedience to the word of God, I baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. In Jesus' name. We are saved.